This episode of Box Cutters is supported by Ice TV, giving Box Cutters listeners the opportunity to get discounts on magic boxes <laughs> or 30% off an Ice TV subscription. Go to icetv.com.au forward slash box cutters to find out more. We're also supported by 3RRR, the greatest radio station in the world. Subscribe to Triple R before 22nd of September to be in the running for some great prizes. More details at triplerr.org.au. And we're supported by Box Cutters listeners, supporting Box Cutters through extraordinarily generous donations. See the donate section at boxcutters.net. And thanks. Box Cutters. Box Cutters. Box Cutters. Hello and welcome to Box Cutters episode 240. I am no longer a congen. My name is Josh Canal. To my left, Nellie Thomas. Hello, everyone. And to my right, Brett Cropley. Good evening, viewers. And happy birthday. Oh, you can't to sing the song. You can't sing the song. No, no, no. You can't sing the song. Why? Because then we have we to pay two $3, old ladies. Are you serious? Yeah. You gotta pay that is rights. the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Sing a different song. You, you the Stevie Wonder one, one is cheaper. If you smoke one thing, it should be the happy birthday tune. <laughs> well, uh, then I'll have to say happy birthday, particularly to Brett and Josh. No, they were not born on the same day, but Box Cutters was five years ago this week. <gasps> Hooray! Was. Happy birthday. Thanks. And I have to say, in all seriousness, like I don't think I can say this. You guys can't. I don't think listeners know how much time and dedication and work both of you have put into this fabulous podcast over the last five years. On behalf of all the listeners, I'd like to say thank you. Oh, bless. Thank you, Nellie Thomas. That was lovely. You could have made a fucking cake. Thank Uh, you, listeners. (coughs) Five years. Five Five years. years. I know. Wow. I know. That's a lot of podcasts. I was five years younger. Brett was the same age. I've <laughs> <laughs> been 29 all the way along. Yeah, yeah, 29 <laughs> and some months, buddy. I know a guy who's had eight 40ths just every year. He goes, Let's, it's my 40th. Well, Adam Richard, I think, had, uh, had really? seven 29ths uh, in a row and then just decided he was just not going to have birthday parties anymore. Fair enough. Whereas box cutters, we're proud of ageing. Yeah, yeah. It's Proudly, five years old. Well, we're hoping to get into school soon. Yes. Yeah. 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 Get away from the biters back at the crash. (laughs) So, if if you're wondering why why the show has been so infantile over the last five years, it's because it's only five years old now. And so, you know, five years in podcast land, and again, if I can, yeah, but five years in human land, you're still dribbling and I don't know if a lot barely using toilets. A lot can happen. Brett's still barely using the toilet. Stop it. Now you're getting rude. The thing is, again, um, in so all old. seriousness, Joshua Canal, stop <laughs> laughing. I think it's sort of easy to um, take things like this for granted, but the amount of hours and work that goes into this, and I think maybe there's listeners out there that think you two have been making a fortune off box cutters or something like that. Clearly that is not the case. It's a labour of love. And hey, these these twenty dollar rings don't buy themselves. Nelly. They really don't. They really don't. And this studio with dilapidated chairs is not going to happen. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But we appreciate it. We really do. Well, thanks, thanks, Nelly. I have to say, what a great way to kick off my uh, fifth box cutter birthday week than with an appearance at AussieCon, the 
Australian Worldcon. Uh, fourth AussieCon ever, so fourth time that Worldcon, the big science fiction convention, has been held in Australia. Uh, D- John Richards and I on Sunday did uh, did the Doctor Who writers panel, Box Cutters mm. Presents, writing for Doctor Who. I'm going to tell you a bit more about that later, but it, it was excellent. Uh, I want to say hi to everyone who came. Uh, lots it of was costumes, lots of, lots of dress-ups. Uh, you know, we'll talk about this in, in pork. Okay. It, it was it was interesting because, as I said at the start, I was a congen. I did make that word up yesterday. I was going to say, panel. I don't know what that is, but a con a convergen. Right, uh, I'd ne- never been to never been to a con before. <laughs> hey, half of them are. No, that's that's a different it's, convergen. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let's not go there. Uh, so we'll we'll talk about that. I think we'll talk about that in pork. Uh, just uh, le- leave some time at the end for that. Uh, we have, for our fifth birthday show, ba, 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 ba. the greatest TV characters of all time announcement. Woo! It will be announced in this show. You will hear mm-hmm. who has been voted by Box Cutters listeners the greatest TV character of all time, and you'll hear the top ten. And you don't need the qualifier there by Box Colors listeners because we've got it right. Yeah, yeah, we've totally yeah, got it right. These are the greatest TV characters of all time. Of all, all time. freaking time. We're talking universally. Forever, full stop, no return. Yep. I won't enter into any discussion about the subject. It's done. No okay, return. I will. Does That's that the whole point of the segment. Punch back. <laughs> it, just, it just so happens that every single – because we're going to post up the list of 50 uh, later on this month. But uh, top ten announced in this show. It just so happens, though, that all fifty are from English-speaking shows. But that's just coincidence. Yeah. It's oh no, we canvassed plenty of other. What did Inspector Rex get booted out? Oh, I haven't seen it for a while. Yeah, that, we was, don't, that was up at uh, number six at one. We point. don't. Yeah, but we don't have anyone who speaks dog. I did. So not Inspector Rex, not Benji, not Littlest Tobo. None of them. You know, I did actually initially have Hulgrimson from the Eagle on my list. Oh. Yeah, have you watched The Eagle? No, for another time. Brilliant, brilliant show. Uh, we, uh, I, I'm going to, I'm going to talk a, a little bit about an idea I had, uh, which is, you know, clear. It's not my idea, but I wanted to put it out there for box cutter listeners for uh, for some conversation pieces, basically about the future of, of how television is going to be delivered in a subscription model. Mm. Just, uh, just an idea, putting that out there. We've got some letters. We've got one thing. Uh, we've got pork where I'm going to talk all about AussieCon. You can't stop me. I love it now. That could have been a segment. I love it. No, no, no. It's because uh, I wanted to have as much time as possible. Just drag it out. <laughs> drag it out. As always, though, we're going to kick things off with the Box Cutters News. In a, a, a stunningly surprising uh, softening of the ACMA, the Australian Communications and Media Authority, they've, they've changed their mind and they're allowing Channel 9 to go ahead with their previously publicised 3D landmark uh, broadcast of the NRL Grand Final. Hang on, hang on, hang on. ACMA have done a backflip. Yes, 
Akma Akma came out and and they've uh, done a and, Bakma and flip. Put put lots of <laughs> lots of you liked that. Put down the hard word against Channel Nine, saying you don't have a license. There's no way that you're going to be able to do that that thing that you've already publicised. Seven days later, it's completely the well, other way. This is this is how it worked. Okay, for for those of you who missed it, it was uh, it, exactly as Brett said. So Channel Nine said, "Hey, we're going to have the NRL Grand Final in 3D. Woo! Look at us, 3D Grand Final. We're going to have an NRL 3D Grand Final. Woo! We're the best in sport ever. 3D. Exciting for those that like NRL yeah, yeah, with yeah. the t- 3D. And TV. then and then ACMA. <laughs> how many people's that who've got a 3D TV and like NRL? Akma, who is like the teacher of, of the class, right, mm. with all the networks as the, as the pupils. So Akma, being the teacher, said, <laughs> And for those of you who, who don't remember the old Charlie Peanuts. Brown cartoons, uh, I'll translate for that. That is, really, are you going to show that in 3D? Are you allowed to show that in 3D? Have you got permission to show have, that in 3D? Have you, have you got, got, got a your license? pen license? And I still haven't got your homework from last week. Right. You, Channel 9 did not uh, lodge the reports on uh, the effects of, uh, of on uh, viewers and uh, the broadcast systems and all that sort of stuff. Oh, there was supposed to be an in-depth report as to the experience from like, the first trial. Pregnant ladies don't Hadn't watch turned it, up. et cetera. Yeah, it, it, et cetera. And uh, and so they go, oh, uh, no, sir, we don't, because Akma is a, a man in a very bad mm. polyester jacket mm. with patches on it. It's not Sue Sylvester. Doesn't want to be there. Mm. Does not want to be there. Yeah. Uh, no, no, sir. Yes. Hair's mm. balding, little comb over. No, 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 sir, we, uh, we don't have uh, our homework, but uh, uh, my dad... Uh, has said that he can drive the footy team uh, to the game next week. Uh, could we please have a 3D licence? Uh, yes. Correct. That's what Ackerman oh. and, and, and Ak- just goes, oh, yeah, that's fair enough. <laughs> yeah. All right. Oh, my uh, Lord. The AFL grand final, which hadn't been previously publicised, uh, will also be licensed to be broadcast in 3D on the Seven Network. Uh, there is still much for the industry in Australia and internationally to learn about 3D TV production, transmission, and reception, said Chris Chapman, the chairman of the ACMA. <laughs> Accordingly, the ACMA is pleased to facilitate these additional trials by the Seven Network and the Nine Network. I reckon 3D's got knobs on it. I reckon anything to take people's minds off the fact that we still don't have a government. <laughs> I went and saw um, a 3D thing at IMAX. And yeah. it actually made me feel sick. Were you... Were you, you had you, VR sickness. Were you... Is that what it we, is? We had an actual yeah. name for it. Uh, 10, 12 years ago, right. we were developing virtual reality stuff. Mm. And after wearing the glasses and being in that yeah. environment for too long, you actually get something like car sickness. Yes, that's exactly what it was. Yeah. And, my, and my daughter um, also took her glasses off within about 20 minutes. Cause were she you both eating a pregnant woman? Yeah, with popcorn. Right. Yeah. Right. See, with that's... that popcorn. Yeah, that can be a problem. Yeah, okay. That's a mistake. I'm concerned... And and this goes to uh, to your point before. How many people do have 
3D TVs in this country with the glasses. The glasses that you can't use on other manufacturers' TVs. Uh, so you can't mix and match. You, can, you can't go with your Panasonic over to your friend with the Samsung 3D TV mm. and use, use your glasses. At, it's 120 bucks a pair, are they? I am yet to find anyone who thinks that 3D television is a good idea. Do you know anyone who's got 3D television? Because no. I don't. Anybody, no. anybody at this point buying a 3D TV with the required glasses would be crazy because both Toshiba and Sony over the last week and a half have announced that they are very close to releasing glassesless 3D TVs. Really? Yes. Mm. Really? Yeah. So and it's, you it, two are early adopters just and, and yes. you're not. No. Nah. And I this still- goes back to, to when digital TV set-top boxes came in and people were picking up SD but set-top glasses boxes and now, now you've got channels that you include uh, – the ABC's 24-7 news channel, you can't watch if you've got one of those early adopted SD set-top boxes because it's only in HD. Glasses-less 3D television, though, do you have to stand in the right spot in order to see it? I mean, this is... What I've read is oh. that, uh, yes, you do have to be in very specific spots. Uh, there has so been it's, some, it's still some not, chatter over the It's the still not the Star about. Wars chess game thing where, you know, in, oh, no, in no, the no, first no episode holograms. of Star Wars. No holograms. No. Okay. Why? Mm. Where are the freaking holograms? What's wrong with 2D TV? What? Nothing. Oh, the other, nothing. The other interesting thing is <laughs> nothing, that... Nothing, uh, wrong, nothing with wrong with 2D TV. I love 2D TV. <laughs> yeah. I actually, just, I still love my CRT. I don't know. It's, it's <laughs> just, fine. I just find this weird. Uh, uh, also, uh, I did have a, another point. Um, <laughs> <laughs> good. So, good. So, and that was a good point. That it. is the thing. That's what I was going to say. Um, that as far as I've heard, uh, they're not actually going to have separate camera feats for the 3D and 2D. If you want to actually get a 3D effect of a sports game, you've got to have the cameras at ground level. Yes. Looking down at it is no, no use. a waste of time. But normal games are, are shot with a lot of uh, the high up in the stand kind like of shots. Bird's eye view looking, kind of. Looking down yeah. so you can get, get a feel I for the entire... I want to see the, the whole field. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I've heard nothing to say that they're going to, to make a, a distinguishment between 3D and 2D. You know, for, for 300 bucks, I will come to your house and throw footballs <laughs> in your face <laughs> while you're watching TV. And I'll bring oranges. Oh, no, it's for mm, halftime. Mm, yeah. Mm. Um, spe- speaking of football, yeah. Mary Thomas. Yeah, well, there's, there's not enough football shows on television. You know what Australian television needs? Another football well, show. Because you know, I really, I really miss the bounce. Maybe, maybe, it, maybe it doesn't have enough drugs in footy TV. <laughs> oh no, so that was the re- deal. I really inundated. miss. I miss the bounce. I, I wish. I wish the bounce would come back. Remember well, the bounce? That's supposed to be back for the finals, isn't it? Well, apparently so. Well, have we seen a, a head schedules on the TV? Nelly, no. There is a new show called Game Day Prime Time. <laughs> That Did they pick those uh, words out of a hat? Is hosted by Hamish McLaughlin. And there's a star-studded cast, including Tom Harley, who I, I'm not familiar with, nope. Matthew Richardson, who I am and who's great. I, I really don't know like Hamish McLaughlin. I don't know Hamish McLaughlin. Uh, and also, of course, 
Ben Cousins, and in the media release it says just two weeks after his emotional farewell from the game, what it should have said was just two weeks after his drug expose, (laughs) which is making him interesting. And then also, of course, Jason Acker, Ackermanis. Also booted out of the game. A segment called The Acker Attack. So this is this is oh. so this is Channel Seven. Yeah. Having said that, they were bringing back the bounce for yep. finals. Now bringing a, a a show called Game Time Prime Dayness. Game Footy. Day Prime Time Footy. Or does it have to be sung like that? Do you notice how I did? Do you know what that tune was? It's Big Ben. No, it was actually ABC News. <laughs> I was trying to add weight to great game day uh, prime time. Game day prime time. Have you seen news? Sounds like Big Ben to me. All right, I've got it wrong. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Thursday, 7.30, whatevs. Yeah. Oh, that's, totally. So it's, that's the bouncer's time slot as well, isn't it? Or were they Wednesday? Anyway, no Peter Hellyer, no Dave Lawson, no none of, none of that. No one, They said they were going to be back. I know. They Channel promised. Seven. And said they brought back a, a footy show for the finals. But it's just full of and wasn't disgraced footy players. Thank you. Was Richo on Th- the bounce? Thank you for making it polite. He was, Richo, wasn't he? Richo was on the bounce. See, he's the only good news in that little story, I reckon, because he is terrific, and I hope he has a media career that's sort of you know long and well, illustrious. He was he was a little bit weak on the bounce, though. Was he? Yeah, he's great with the like the game, you know, on on the ground where they do those sort of cut to the interview quarter time and stuff. He's great doing that. I really like him doing that. Well, maybe they should have more of that. Yeah. Anyway, so, so that's, that's uh, game time, prime footy. Yeah, whatever. Don't day. even bother looking out for it. Right. It's uh, been announced over the week that uh, there's to be a local version of uh, uh, Balls of Steel. Oh, Balls no, really? Of steel. Which Balls you, of Steel. Which you may uh, know from the English version with uh, Nedge. Is that how you say it? It's, it's spelt uh-huh. Neg. But uh, Nedge's Urban Sports, which uh, was the first bit that I saw on YouTube, where uh, this this tool basically in a cowboy hat uh, does stuff like jumping on the backs of people and rodeo riding them for as long as possible. It's but it's, it's about it's about real people and celebrities uh, performing pranks on other people or or making fools of themselves in public. Anything that can be defined as having balls of steel. And there's so a local the production idea, of that. Have you got the balls to do it? Yeah. Is that what the balls yeah. of steel? Okay. That it's so so outlandish that uh, that you'll do it. Craig Roycastle is uh, going to host that one. The hosting the hosting part of the show is is really just a time killer. There's no particular reason why any of it should really be in uh, a studio j- apart from giving it links. Um, it's also it was also uh, one of their uh, uh, pranksters that squirted Tom Cruise and, and got him all pissed off, uh, if you remember that from a few years ago. I do. Right, I, I saw that video. I thought it was With not safe for work. <laughs> or maybe that's a different video. Uh, last week, Apple revealed their newest Apple TV offering, but the news that really affected uh, the, the TV market is not the device itself. Rather, it's the, the changes that have come to the iTunes store. Don't know if you're across this. Or the iTunes but, app. Uh, or the, or the iTunes app, but US iTunes Store now has the option to rent a TV episode rather than buy it to keep it for all time. Oh, that's a good idea. It takes a while for these changes to trickle down to Australia. 
So we you still can't get it yet. An here. iBook. You still can't buy an iBook here? No. Really? No. Like wow. a, a like a, a book from the iTunes store to read on your iPad. I like hard copy books. Do they, can you hire the TV app? Is it cheaper than having it, to buy it? It is. Uh, in the US at the moment, it costs $2.99 to buy an episode of TV in HD, but it's only going to cost $0.99 cents to rent it. How long do you get it for? You get it for 30 days, but if you start watching it, you've only got 48 hours to finish it. Oh. So, and you can only watch it once. And you can only watch it once, I believe. Or you can watch it any time, any amount of times in the forty-eight yeah. hours. I, I don't know that. That's a really good idea because ninety-nine cents is totally doable in terms of anti-pirating stuff. Ninety-nine cents, you can kind of go, yeah, I can come at ninety-nine cents. But there's no difference in cost between a half-hour episode and a full episode. Oh, that's silly. Should and be fifty hour. cents. You'd think so. You think a f- cent fifty a cents? Yeah, <laughs> cent a minute. Cent- I'll, I'll pay that. You, you think because um, yeah, you, you would think that. Uh, for for uh, what's the Tracy Jordan show, Thirty Rock. Thirty Rock. Thirty Rock. You wouldn't want to pay the same amount of money for CSI. No, because you're only getting half the show. Mm. I wonder if that's going to make a difference. I mean, it didn't really make a difference for the two ninety nine cost. People were still paying two dollars ninety nine for The Office, and that was one of the biggest sellers uh, when the iTunes Store started showing uh, TV. Do you get it as soon as it's screened, or you have to wait? I think you have to wait. See, this is the, they've got to come at the. It's just aired now. I can get it. Well, I think you have to wait maybe a day. Oh, so it's okay. not not necessarily. Oh, that's not too bad. And you can get it. You can get a series pass. I don't know if you can get a rental series pass, mm. but for purchasing, you could always get a series pass where every new episode would just download automatically, like a like a, a podcast. So when the next season of Survivor is on, thank you, Jen, for reminding me. Uh, when that starts then I could theoretically get those episodes through iTunes within 24 hours of them airing in the States. Uh, if you were in the States. No. Oh, can't from here. No. Oh, bother. Yeah. yeah. That's it's... bullshit, mate. Yeah, I know. That's bullshit. I know. No wonder people pirate. Uh, just quickly, Nelly, mm. there's some... Kerfuffle going on BBC. There is kerfuffle. Um, 90% of BBC journos and technicians have voted to strike. And they're basically um, in dispute about changes to, I guess, what we would think of as like a pension or their superannuation fund. From what I can gather, the fund for these workers is in deficit and the solution in inverted commas, is to say to them, how about we give you less? <laughs> and the and workers this, is, have this gone, is coming from the new government, isn't it? The We're, workers have gone, dudes, we work at the BBC, we don't get anywhere near the compensation we get in commercial um, arrangements. We accept that because the pension's relatively generous. Don't think you're going anywhere near the pension. And so it looks like they're basically at a standoff at the moment. Right. Mm. So I reckon the government, you know, the big wigs, they're going to have to back down because 90% of people striking is completely unfathomable. What will happen to TV? What will we do without TV? Oh, you can just look at yeah, the BBC iView. Sure, sure, there's that. But so that'll just break down because the technical people aren't working maybe on Maybe they're the 10% who are prepared to stay. Oh, maybe. Who knows? <laughs> so we'll watch so. this space for that one. We'll have to give you an update later. And that... Is the box cutters news? Good evening, viewers. This is Sandra Sultry. I've been playing with my box on the box cutters. 
before buying a DVR, PVR or Magic Box of any variety. Check to see if it's an Ice TV compatible device. Ice TV is a service that finds all your favourite shows on digital free-to-air TV and tells your Magic Box to automatically record them for you. Uh, you know, I put the word Magic Box in here a lot, Nelly. Just for me. Yeah. Thank much. you. Uh, originally, it was because Brett was going to read it out and I just wanted to hear him say Magic Box a lot. Because he, <laughs> he does it in his... Can you do it in your voice, Brett? Your Magic Box. See, that's good. <laughs> That's good. Uh, you can set your magic box to record TV shows from wherever you are using Ice TV's web interface or one of the available mobile phone apps for iPhones. And hopefully by now they have released it, Android phones. I don't know if they have or not. I haven't seen an announcement. But when we started this, they said it was going to be a couple of weeks away. Mm-hmm. Hopefully they've got it. Let us know. If you've got an Android phone, can you get your Ice TV app? Are Android on there? phones released in Australia yet? Yeah, there are heaps of Android phones oh, available. Okay. Heaps. Heaps. I don't know what version of Android they're using, but there are heaps available. You know what, Ice TV, and this is not part of the ad, this is just me talking, but the reason Ice TV and those kinds of services are so great is because if your show goes over time or it's rescheduled... Like our show does. It it finds it for you. It does it automatically. So your magic box, if you've, like... Scheduled it for, you know, 7.30 to 8.30 on Tuesday, but your show actually starts at like 7.50, it finds it for you. That's good. That's good. That is good. That is good. Back to the ad. The television functionality you've always wanted from modern living, I love that line, is (laughs) finally available to you with Ice TV's wonderful service. Never miss an episode of your favourite show again or get recommendations for new shows to watch based on your viewing history. Uh, In looking at one thing every week, Brett, you and I look at the Ice TV uh, guide Mm -hmm. to to see what we're going to find for for one thing this week. It's just really good as a guide. And uh, I also had a look at their most popular list. Yep. Mythbusters. Ice TV people love Miss- really? Mythbusters. Really? Top gear. S- second, second on the list, Man vs. Wild. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> top Gear still up there? I top, thought I looked top at... Gear, top Gear was up there for uh, the most popular today. Uh, but for the month was Mythbusters and then Man vs. Wild. So does it sort of go, oh, Nelly, you, you've been watching The West Wing and Survivor. You're going to like Question Time. Yeah. Yeah. It'll Because uh, that's the perfect mix of both. Isn't it? Yes. How does Survivor fit in there? It's a battle. Survival of the fittest. Yeah. Okay. Question, Keep up, Cropley. Keep question up. Time. Yeah, wow. Everyone's eliminated at the end of an episode. <laughs> oh, that's going to change after this week, isn't it? Four minutes. Ice TV is pleased to offer Box Cutters listeners three specials for a limited time only. Purchase a set-top DVR or USB digital tuner for your Mac or PC at a great discount with a three-month Ice TV subscription included. If you already have a magic box of some kind, you can purchase a 12-month subscription to the Ice TV service with 30% off the regular price. Just go to icetv.com.au slash boxcutters to get all the information you need to take part of this special offer. And we thank Ice TV for their support. Is that a forward slash there? It's just a slash. Nobody knows what the future holds, my friend. Ladies and gentlemen, wake the kids, phone the neighbours. Under all the circumstances, I disagree. Oh my god, Nelly Thomas, I would Woo! be lying. 
I would be lying if I said people stopped me in the street to ask me who the greatest TV character of all time was. <laughs> Nobody did stop me in the street. But I've had people asking me, though. Have I've, you? Yeah, I've had people asking yeah. me. Totes. Just no one's stopping me in the street, which is just as well because I'm a busy man with places to be. Have you noticed how I've been putting in little like Twitterisms in preparation for me going on Twitter? Yeah. Evs. Evs. Totes. Yeah, don't do that. Okay. Don't do that on Twitter either. Really? Just speak I'm, like I'm, a regular yeah. human. Totes. It's like. It's like <laughs> Totes. <laughs> if totes. It's like 12 to 14 isms. It's not Twitterisms. Really? No. Nah. Oh, nah, you're, just, you're just reading the wrong Twitter feeds if, if that's I've what you're I've never read a Twitter feed. That would be impossible. Uh, check out Colvinius. There's no ebbs. There's right. no totes. Right. There's no lates. Totes. We'll do. Uh, see, we'll do. That's old. Okay. Greatest <laughs> characters of all time. They're in. They're in. They're in. Can I announce a few interesting things that came up before we give you the top yeah, 10? Yeah, please do. All right. These are what I thought were the most interesting things. 352 different characters were nominated. 352. That's Almost a lot. one for every day of the year. Exactly. Oh, that is a lot. Except for except for uh, Easter long weekend, Christmas, and Melbourne Cup Day. <laughs> You're a freak. So, hot dog box cutters <laughs> listeners, because that is pretty freaking impressive, I reckon. Um, now, to the bad news, in the top 10, not a single Australian... Not what? one Australian character. You're talking about the greatest characters ever. In fact, we didn't get... In a universal perspective. We are. So was but Ted, we'd get an Aussie in the top Was Ted Bullpit 11? <laughs> no. Really? In fact, the top Australian character coming in at number 35 was Norman Gunston. 35? 35. Good on Norman Gunston, though. That's great. Good on. Good ons. Can we get Gary McDonald on the phone to congratulate him? Yeah. Have you got him? Now, sure. um, characters from the following shows. <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> We're doing <No>. pantomime. <laughs> <laughs> and can you tell how much I'm loving it? Yeah, yeah. You, you just think it's the greatest thing ever. Characters from the following shows were most frequently nominated. So, do we draw the conclusion that these shows have the best characters? These include The Wire, Deadwood, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, MASH, and The Simpsons. We'll no, back to no I don't I, think so. I would think I would think that those shows are possibly underrepresented in the list. Yes, because they're all uh, ensemble shows. So it's 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 the characters as a whole that make them they have great. So many great characters that they actually split the vote. Yeah, it's like I can't decide between Toby Ziegler and Sam Seaborn. So neither of them get in. That's right. Yeah. Um, okay. Sam Seaborn, really? You know, I'm just throwing okay. it out there. I'm just throwing right. it out there. Will Bailey? I do love Will Bailey. Oh, Will's great. I love Fitz. But anyway, that's another discussion. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there are only two women in the top ten, and both are actually fairly similar characters. We'll get on to that. They're both sort of independent, kick-ass, you know, can-do kind of young ladies. There are no, much to my so distress. Jeannie and Samantha. From, Correct. Right, yeah. Correct. Very non-traditional yeah. women. Samantha um, from Sex and the Bewitched. Bewitched. Uh, there are no soapy characters, despite the fact that we know, I think The Bold and the Beautiful is the most watched television show in the world. Uh, but no no one from, no, no Scott no and Charlene. No one Restless, no Neighbours, no, like those big mammoth shows that so many people watch, not a single character, which I think says more about the quality of box colours. Box cutters, listeners, than <laughs> reality. Um, hang on, hang on. So you're telling me Norman Gunston got in before John Woods Rafferty? Actually, I don't know. 
Yes, I am. You That's know, exactly what I'm talking about. We never Rafferty's get to rules. see Rafferty running around the bottom of the stairs with Gough Whitlam uh, <laughs> sounding off against the uh, how could general. You, how could you tell them apart? Now, Norman Gunston and Gough Whitlam. No, no. In 75. No. Oh, Rafferty, Rafferty and yeah. Gough Whitlam. <laughs> uh, almost identical. My two favourite interesting facts from our little um, survey, well, our big survey. What about Fulvio from Rafferty's Rules? <laughs> he also didn't get in. Sorry, go on. Is that Channel 9 reporter James Talia was nominated <laughs> twice, <laughs> despite not being eligible in any way. Oh, good on you, James. I thought that was quite cute. And I think also, he should get a special award. I think we'll definitely have to bring him yeah. in and, and award him something. Uh, I think that's a bit of an in-joke from our Box Cutters friends. And my other favourite no. um, little fact from this survey is that at least three of the top ten characters are lovable but violent sociopaths. <laughs> so <laughs> what does that say about all of us? So should we announce our top ten? <gasps> yes. Do, do you want to go uh, – do, do you want to go – uh, one and one. I don't think Brett's got it in front of him. Oh, so so you and you and me, Nelly. I'll start. Number ten, uh, David Brent from the UK office. Ooh. Not unexpected. Not not unexpected. Made it into the top ten. He is number ten. I think that's actually the character, the highest rating character with the lowest number of episodes. Oh, only 14. Th- 14, 13 or fourteen episodes for David Brent. Are makes you it serious? In, makes it in at number ten. Yeah, that's all. Are there only fourteen episodes of The Office? That's mm. pretty much it. That's like the Grim Reaper AIDS ad, which do you know what was only on for one week in it like nineteen eighty? No. It was. No, it, it wasn't. Was. No, it wasn't. No. All right, I'm going to look it up. Brad. Maybe in Perth. How long do you think it was on for? Much, much longer. It was a full campaign. I, was, it was, when this I was, was this was the advent of AIDS. I know, Brett. That, that's it had why to, it's it had interesting. to be there educating the public. No, when no. I AIDS, was didn't get, AIDS didn't get popular on its own. It needed a really long campaign. Can I say something? Yes. When I was researching for the condom dialogues, I came across an article about how astounding it was that that is the most memorable sex education campaign, and that it only featured for one week in 1986 or something. No, and I was incorrect. like, what? Incorrect. Can you get Simon on the phone? Which Simon? Simon, who invented that ad. The ad man. Sure. Thanks. Getting back to this segment. So, David Brent from The David Office. David Brent from The Office, number 10. Yep. Coming in at number nine, Buffy from Buffy the Vampire Buffy Slayer. Summers. Buffy Summers. Check the number and try oh, he's changed uh, his, his number. Oh. That's a shame. That's a shame. Buffy Summers. Buffy? See, and I, I think Buffy Summers is a terrible character. One of the ladies. I, th- I, I have to confess, and I've been lampooned for this on a number of occasions in my own personal private set of friends, I'm not a fan of Buffy. This, the show as Don't a whole. Don't like it. Right. I think Buffy the character is, is the worst character in that show. Right. Really? Yeah. I think she's, but maybe worse I'm than just, Angel. Yeah, way worse than Angel. I don't know. I I don't I don't feel. I, but maybe that's. I think Buffy as a concept is a great character. Buffy as an, an actually played out character, mm. not one of mine. Mm. I have to say, I'd go with Willow if I was going to pick one from Buffy. That's that's uh, number eight. One of my favourites. Violent, but lovable, lovable sociopath. sociopath makes you think. Tony Soprano from The Sopranos. You don't have to be a violent but lovable sociopath to to find a a character that is a violent but lovable sociopath as an interesting character. Well, that's true. Well, well, one would hope not because (laughs) otherwise we're all sociopaths. Yeah, but I'm I'm not sure that just because we like them means that that we are anything like them or that there's anything to worry about. I didn't say there was, did I? They can be... Such such a big character. Well, ca- case, yeah. case in point, Brett has nothing in common with number seven. 
No. Who is also a violent but lovable sociopath. <laughs> is she? No. No, she's not a sociopath. I actually find it very interesting, though, that, that that's one of the reasons The Sopranos is so brilliant, I think, because you have to find yourself at a certain point going, why do I love this character so much? Who is a, clearly a sociopath, and I'm like I'm in the American sense rooting for him. Like, don't get caught, Tony. Don't get caught. Well, that that was the the big problem that James Gandolfini had with uh, with playing the character mm. is he thought you know this guy's a, a terrible, terrible human, mm. and people love him, and that's quote my fault. Mm. Kind of, so he had huge problems, which is what the final season was all about. This yeah. is what you have loved. Yeah, yeah. Um, Coming in at number seven, a long time ago. Okay, am I allowed to do that? Are we going yeah, to Yeah, no, you, you can do we that. Used that to be no, friends. no, that's not how the song goes. The song goes, a long time ago, Veronica Mars. That's how it goes. <laughs> Does it really? Yeah, yeah, that's how the song goes. So, Veronica Mars from Veronica Mars. That's at number seven. another lovable but sociopath. <laughs> well, another feisty young lady. Because I think her and Buffy are quite similar, aren't they? In the, genre. They are very similar in genre. I think. Uh, Veronica Mars has a lot more character to her. Mm-hmm. I think she's got a lot more to uh, to learn. I think she's sassier. I think she's a lot more watchable. I think I think she's a great character. I absolutely. I'm really glad she's in I, there. She wasn't in my top ten because I hadn't seen Veronica Mars, but I am forever thankful uh, for this whole process for you telling me to watch Veronica Mars because I am a hardcore VM fan now. Isn't Love she, it. And isn't she just a great role model for girls? Like, oh. it's so it's so wonderful to have a character like that on television that young girls can look up to uh older older women can look back on and go oh that's exactly what i wanted to be when i was that age uh men can go oh that's exactly who i wanted to date when i was that age yeah. like it's just a, a a combination of of everything lovable and exciting and mm. spi- everyone who has an imagination i think would she's, like veronica mars she's really tough without being a bitch yeah. You know, like she seeks revenge where it's appropriate, but she's not completely cold. Like quite often strong female characters, I think, are presenters having no emotional life at all, like no, don't care for anybody. It's this extreme of like this mother or total, like a sociopath. She's a really nice mixture of both. It was it was Great really character. nice to have, because uh, I think at the same time that Veronica Mars was on, the OC was on, mm-hmm. uh, and they were kind of, very similar age groups that they were aimed at, but uh, very different in the way that they showed female characters. It was just fantastic. And one of those amazing things, much like Friday Night Lights, as I've mentioned before, where if you'd said to me, you were going to watch this show about an 18-year-old girl living in a rich American suburb and her dad's a private detective, I'd go... Yeah, I know. But it's great. It's excellent. Yeah, watch it. Um, Number six. six. No. Homer Simpson. I was trying to let Brett do that one. Oh, sorry. Doll. Brett, go on. You, you can <laughs> say it. I don't have to do a good toe. You, no. you can say it. Doll. No, just say Doll. <laughs> say the name of the character. Bart. Who is, who is, no, not Brett. It's not Bart. You really, you really screwed that up. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that was creepy. Homer Simpson. I, you know, I don't think there's anything to say about that. Came in at number six. I think that's that's amazing. I think that's probably correct. The only it's a very cartoon. Good the, the, the only cartoon in the whole list. Yep. Oh Long no 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 no. Lived no. as far as years on the telly, as far as episodes. Uh, yes. Would yes. Mash have had? No, no one near even as no one near as many years. Okay. Homer's Simpsons the old past man. twenty. Now, Simpsons yeah. been on for more than twenty years. Ugh, don't I know it? <laughs> I've had enough. <laughs> Haven't we all? 
<laughs> everyone except for whoever's money it's going into. Whoever's yeah. pockets the money it's going into. Let's oh. finish this show before my words stop working. Okay, number four, one of my favourites. Sweetin. 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 San Francisco, cocksucker. It is Al Swearingen. Al Swearingen. From Deadwood. Just, I, I think, you know, we've talked enough about Al Swearingen. Yeah, about on how much show. we love you, him. You, sure. you know why he's good. Number three, uh, a late comer. A dark yes. horse. Came, came from behind. Came in from behind. Don't be filthy. All the way up to number three. Hawkeye Pierce. Yeah. From MASH. Really? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Didn't even rate early on and then mm. just very strong showing toward the end. Now, it, interesting because there has been some uh, some controversy over can you have a favourite character, a, a greatest character of all time, if that character had come from another medium beforehand. So uh, Anne of Green Gables was yes. criticised because it came yep. from a series of books. Uh Hawkeye was never criticised, even though it came from a film, which came from a book. I didn't ever know that. Well, the whole show came from the film. Which came from a book. Did it? I didn't know that. Yeah, Robert Ottman film. Uh, So, uh, but Hawkeye Pierce, number three. Jeez, MASH is great. Excellent character. MASH MASH is great. If they got rid of that laugh track, I think it'd still be watchable. Oh, and Houlihan. Houlihan. It's just the laugh track. I can't bear. Yeah, I know. I cannot bear. Number two. Omar coming. Omar Little. From The Wire. From The Wire. Oh, and I totally 100% agree, although I do love Bubbles, which is, I know, your favourite, Brett, but I totally 100% agree that Omar deserves second posse and he absolutely deserves to be the best character from The Wire. There, I've said it. It's out there. Done. 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 You know what? I can't wait any longer, Nelly Thomas. Number one. Number one. Can you give it to us? Can I say by a freaking significant margin as well? Like, it was not close. Far and away, the greatest The greatest TV character of all time is the Doctor. From Doctor Who? From Doctor Who. That's amazing. Yeah. By a long stretch. Like, we're not talking there was a few votes in it. We're talking he had twice the number of votes almost that the closest that Omar had. That That is really amazing. So a lot of people love the doctor. That's that's great. So the do- and I think we've we've talked about this before. I you know, I think the doctor is a controversial choice. Yes. Uh I think the doctor is, you know, 7 8 9 10 12 different characters. Indeed. Uh but the people have spoken overwhelmingly. People love him. And it's and as you said, universally and it's categorically and no No question. No question. Not like not even close. Was the doctor in your top ten? No. So the three of us, none of us had the doctor in the top ten. But, so none of us picked the greatest character of all time. But John Richards, I think the doctor was five of his top ten. Absolutely. Just, uh, yeah. John Richards is the only one not who knows really. anything about television. It, clearly. Yeah. Clearly. The rest not of really. us. <laughs> but Doctor, number one, greatest character of all time. Letters to box cutters. It's just comments, Nelly. Isn't just it comments. a message board? What's is that? Why is that the wrong terminology? I'm talking about the box cutters message board. It's because it's because you you come from the old school comedy message board days of things like Mosh. Yeah, yeah. and stuff. that's just in the comments. The, but how's a comments board different to a message board? Comments are in a blog post. They're very different. Whereas a, a message board is people will just go up, post messages, and then people will comment on those messages. 
Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's different. It's, it's a, it's okay. a nerdy thing. Whatever. It's a nerdy thing. It's letters. A, Who's let- been writing to us? We got heaps and heaps of letters. Mm. Uh, we have. Hang on, I'm getting them up. Wait, where are they? They're um, here. Shall I? Shall They're I here. kick off from uh, David S. Boxcutter? Yes. David Sid Boxcutter? Yes. <laughs> I don't know how to distinguish. He uh, he sent us a little uh, basic program. Ten for I equals one to ten. Twenty print. Quote. Please review the USA series Sons of Anarchy. Quote. Thirty rem if you haven't already. 40, next, I. Can I just say, having, having, David, uh, David said, well, you, uh, you, you win the prize, and there was never a prize, so you, you win nothing except for our geeky admiration for the absolute nerdiest letter we have ever received in five years of Box Cutters history. I don't know. It could have yeah, been uh, a no, machine that's, code. That's, no, no. It's still the nerdiest we have ever received. It is. It's in basic. Is. The, the bar's not set it's up that high. Basic, basic, yeah, basic, yeah, basic, it's basic. It's basic. And that is saying something. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, that's, that's, that's pretty nerdy. Well, that's no. pretty nerdy. So the, que- I, the question I, is, after you, you, put it, you put it through the... the from from back, such a nerd. Through the back computer. Yep. And, uh, and we got ten times running in a row, uh, uh, the line saying, please review the USA series Sons of Anarchy. Please review the USA series Sons of Anarchy. Please review the USA series Sons of Anarchy. See, I put that through, I put that through my, I translated it from basic into Pascal and put that through my computer and my computer responded with C episode 160. Did it? Yes. See, I I, I, I translated it to uh, logo and the turtle's still going around, <laughs> around the screen. <laughs> Is this this is a computer joke, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's totally a computer joke for all my friends, <laughs> all my friends from AussieCon. Uh, we received a, a text message during the week that said, "Hi there." That's pretty much it. <laughs> it was. That's uh, that's all it said. It said hi there. So I want to well, say hello, hi back, hi, hi. Thanks, thanks for thinking of us. <laughs> well, hello. Oh, Brett says it in a creepy, sexy way. Hi. Oh, can we stop now? <laughs> uh, also uh, received. Uh, do you want to do th- this one from from Kieran, Brett? Have you got that? You want me to do that? I don't have. I'll oh, do that. There it is. Hey, guys and girls. Yes, plural. Mm, well done, Kieran. Yeah. Uh, which which one of us is he calling a girl? I think it's for when we have guests in like Courtney Hawking or. Uh, uh, you, you, you know when we when we have. You know I'm in the room, right? Like I'm actually in the room. You, uh, you're our one fifth girl. Box cutter, but Marie he, Cardi. He he put in plural. Maybe like, he's referring to my girls. Ah, uh, isn't that just sexist? <laughs> Is it? I don't know. Is it sexist to be admiring of booby doos? No, no, that's just you're in trouble. Otherwise, I'm in. Otherwise, otherwise I'm in trouble. a lot of trouble. Otherwise, I'm an All right, what's he got I, to say? I actually take guys as uh, non-gender specific. Generally. You would, so, so, Copley. So, you would. So do I. Yeah. But only you would, Canal. But only you when would. it's spelled G-U-I-S-E. <laughs> <laughs> Just wanted to register my appreciation at John's obvious enjoyment of the paintball episode of Community. It is the best thing I have seen on television this year, and I think that the show in general deserves much more credit than it gets. And that go are wasting a great opportunity to grow a solid audience. Hell yeah. Also, and this is this is a really important point, uh, a, a comment about the anti-siphoning laws. As a kid, I grew up watching AFL on the telly, free to air, 
and I wouldn't want that experience taken away from my kids. Yes, most games can now be watched in a pub, but for kids, growing up with something that they can really understand and talk with older people about is very important, and pubs aren't really the environment for children. I'm not very good at expressing how I feel, but personally, football on the weekend was one of those solid family things that you always looked forward to, and so I think it should remain free-to-air. Well, Kieran, for, for someone who doesn't, uh, is not very good at expressing how you feel, you, you, nailed it. you really nailed it. You totally that's, nailed that it. That is the best argument I've heard. That's, that's, that's the argument. That's better than Muslims, Brett. In two That's weeks. That's way better than Muslims. I think it's two weeks. It might be three weeks. Anyway, within the month, I have actually arranged for Waleed Ali to come on and discuss speaking this very Muslims. issue. Oh, good. Actually, I wasn't thinking of speaking <laughs> Muslims. I was thinking of people who love sport who you would ne- not necessarily expect. Um, so we'll get back into it. But that, that's lovely. So who's that? Wally Daly. Waleed Ali. Don't be racist. No, no. He, he actually brought it up. Don't. Sometimes <laughs> he gets that. Wally Don't be Daly. sexist. <laughs> uh, have you got another letter there, Brett? Uh, or should I just go to mine? Go to yours. How do I buy a copy of Desperate Networks? Is it still available from Blake? Uh, unfortunately, no, Blake. I, I did some research and it seems to be out of print. But you can buy it secondhand oh. from some Amazon sellers and uh, it is hard to get. But if anyone comes across uh, an out-of-print bookshop or a secondhand bookshop that has a copy of Desperate Networks... Uh, Blake is looking for a copy. So let us know, hooray at boxcutters.net, and we can hook you up with Blake. If you watch one thing. Break Cropley. My one thing, oh, it was it was hard. I can tell you what not to watch, and that's four weddings on Channel Seven at seven thirty on Wednesday. That looks horrible. It does. I'm gonna have the best wedding. No, I'm gonna have the best wedding. Who's hosting that? That's Fifi Box. Fifi Box. Yes. Oh. Who my dad once told me was the greatest comedian in Australia, and I almost wanted to punch my daddy in the face. Yeah, that's fair. Metaphorically, metaphorically. Oh, no, I would totally punch him in the face for that. <laughs> Nell- He's a big dude. Nelly's dad. <laughs> this is Brett Cropley speaking, <gasps> and you have a face punching coming to you. Do you think I fooled him? Do you think I fooled him, Nelly? Do you think I fooled him? So, just because I... Now I'm scared. I figure it will give me more cred. My one thing is the Seven Ages of Britain. It's the first episode of that in the Tuesday night, 8.30 slot on ABC One. They've just finished off the Baroque series and previous to that had the the guy walking around Britain checking it out against an ancient map uh, that was done uh, a few centuries ago. Um, so this is a, it, it's an inspe- inspection historically of uh, Britain and how it's become the thing it is today. Uh, if I wasn't looking for so much credit, I'd go Harry and Paul, which is on ABC 2, 10 p.m. on Thursday. No! No! No, that's it. No, you've done your thing. You've done your thing. One thing. thing. One thing. If you want to list other things, that's what Twitter's for. Your B-Box on Twitter. B-Box. Okay. Say that thing. So, who are you on Twitter? Okay, he said okay. Harry and Paul. No, no, you're not. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, oh, Harry Enfield and Paul Whitehouse. Oh. Tut, tut, tut. 
All right, my one thing. <laughs> how one, many? How many, Nelly? How one many, thing. One thing. Although it may have passed, it will have passed by the time you hear this yep. podcast, but you can watch Seven it on Ivy. Um, it's tonight, Monday, the 6th of September on Q&A. Uh, Bob the Mad Hatter Catter is going to be on Quanda. And as far as I'm concerned, this is a train wreck that I really <laughs> want to see. So <laughs> I'm going to be tuning in live, but um, you can catch it on uh, iView if you miss it tonight. What, what, what is it with Bob Catter? Because clearly... People think that he's hilarious and makes no sense. He's a little bit Joby Elke Peterson about it all. Uh, but people keep voting for him. Mm. And clearly, Queenslanders do. Clearly he represents the the wants and needs of his constituents. Mm. Because he, In his electorate. Because, because he, he wins by... But apparently he just goes around telling everybody, vote for me. Yeah, I can do something about that. I can do something about that. Like he never denies anybody that comes up to mm-hmm. him with an issue. Yeah, I'll, I'll change the value of the Australian dollar being his latest thing. Uh, look, I grew up in Wilson Tucky's electorate. <laughs> Yes, I So, you know, like, as far as I'm... Bob Catter is Josiah Bartlett <laughs> compared to <laughs> Wilson Tucker. The things people will believe and vote for do not surprise me at all. Well, has anybody seen Owen Bar since he got voted out? Oh, he's furious, apparently. Furious. I would have, it'd be good to have him on Q&A. Oh, no, it wouldn't. Just no, it wouldn't. No, it wouldn't. Uh, you, you love Q&A, don't you? I love it. It's one of my favourite shows. Why? You know what? Interestingly, it is partly to do, and you know I'm not a tweeter, a twitterer, but partly to do with the interactive parts of it. I love the fact that you have a mixture of um, expert panel, which I love anyway. I love a panel show. Tony Jones, I think, is brilliant. And I love the accountability of having the live feedback, whether it's Twittering, the web messages, they have texting as well. So they've literally got – you have the opportunity to participate. It feels like real democracy. It feels like real democracy. I mean, clearly it's not because, you know, one of my bugbears on Quanda is that you get, oh, look, there's a little message by Annabelle Crabb. There's one by Leslie Cannold. It's like, dudes, they've got columns. They have TV shows. Let the general public get their tweets Mm. on. So this is – you've hit on the thing that that is – is my bugbear about Q&A. Mm. Oh, the, cr- the Twitter crawl. No, it's the illusion of democracy. Sure. It's sure. the illusion of, of being interactive. Mm. The, the whole show is, is smoke and mirrors. Uh, but it's better what? than others. It is interactive. What do you mean how? How, how because is it the, smoke and mirrors? Because it, it's, it's an illusion of, uh, of being interactive. That, oh, but I the can Twitterers r- aren't all journos on Twitter. No, but not all the tweets that have the Quanda hashtag get up on the screen either. No. But there's too many, aren't there? They get there's like 150,000. But they're, they're moderated. The questions are, are heavily moderated. Uh, the so maybe it's Annabelle, Annabelle Crabbe actually has something worthy to, to Oh, she does, but she's got other places to on, say it. Oh, yeah, for you know? sure. She's, she's, is she editor of the drum? Something uh, big. But the... Yeah. But the thing is, you know, a, a lot of Australians did vote for Bob Catter, and I'm sure they have things to say that aren't necessarily mm. getting onto mm. the onto the screen. They, they, I think there are. Oh no, they they put they put whack job tweets on there as well. Yeah, I, I find it really so, distracting because people that are the, into Twitter are, are, are going to have saying, a Twitter feed up on another screen is, anyway. Why are have you the saying that it is that democratic? Are you saying that it is actually democracy at work? It's not pure democracy, well, but it's closer it's, than it's other shows. Balanced. It, 
Like you don't you don't have democracy in the TV studio. Tony Jones has the questions written out, uh, obviously, as we saw last week, uh, from the people in the audience who are reading out their own questions. But there is very much a feeling of democracy in the show. There is a feeling of interactivity. I think, I think the only reason why they it's need... It's not pure. It's not pure, but it's as close as you can get at the moment. Like, I mean, there is I an element of There are counterpointed views. That I think it's making forward. people think they're smarter than they are. Really? Yeah. I think it's a little bit of fool's gold. Can I quickly... No, not at all. No, can I quickly no. just I think go back to I think point, it's something on, that you don't... Just a point get. that you made, Brett, which was that you don't need the, the Twitter feed because if you're into Twitter, you'll have Twitter. Yep. I think that's completely wrong. Like, I don't have Twitter and I think there's a lot of people who don't tweet who still like to read them. I read them. When they run across the screen, I really enjoy that part. But of you're it. satisfied to let somebody else decide on which tweets you yeah, get to see. Absolutely. You're happy with that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it so compromises that's, that's the pure democracy part of it. But you can't put 150,000 up in an hour. It's just impossible. Right, so just have a crawl saying go to twitter.com. Hashtag. I don't want to sit with my computer on my lap while I'm watching TV. Well, I. I, I find it really distracting. News crawls are always the most freaking distracting thing on a TV screen. To have, to have that with tweets takes you away from what they're saying on the panel. Oh, That's, I totally disagree. I think it enhances it. I like that, that you get that instant commentary. I really – I think some of them are really funny and some are just really insightful uh, and some of them are shit, like everything in democracy. <laughs> so, so, like the first, the first tweet last week was uh, right enough study time for uh, Q and A. Was that really necessary to go on screen? That was the first one. I don't think I've up. said at any point that I would choose exactly the tweets that uh, they choose. I would like that's a I, necessary evil that someone anybody, moderates it. If anybody knows the person who who moderates the tweets that go up onto, Q&A, oh, that would be a great interview. I would love to interview them, even mm. like. If they need to be anonymous, we can we mm. can disguise your voice. We can do whatever it is, but we, we would How love do you to choose them. We would love to have you on box cutters. If you um, wanted to have proper democracy on that show, uh, get rid of the live audience there in the studio, which may take away some uh, atmosphere. What? And I, I, I suspect Why maybe they. The I suspect maybe they have the audience there so that it always feels like it's on the edge of turning into an angry mob who are going to storm the stage. Now you're just going towards my uh, my. My argument of it's all just smoke and mirrors. Hang on. Did you actually no. see the plumber? Did you see the plumber on Q&A who did the gay marriage thing? No. No, I've heard no. you t- talk about it, though. You've told me about oh, it. Oh, it was, it was brilliant. I mean, and that wouldn't have happened without a live audience. He basically directly challenged a couple of panel members on why his son should not be – no, it was when Tony Abbott was on, sorry – directly challenged – a prime ministerial candidate on why he thought his son was not good enough to be married, to be allowed to marry. That, to me, for all its faults, that is that's that's great. I realise it's beautiful. I realise also that my argument is, oh, but television's not real. Yeah, yeah. My one thing is, uh, it's just just the title alone just makes me want to hug it and love it in, in the same way that I used to love hard copy. I just, mm-hmm. It's on seven two at eleven forty pm. On uh, on oh, last week? No, no, on Monday night. So I've uh, I've I've ruined this. I thought it was thought it was next week, but no, this is uh, this is Monday night. Hopefully, it'll be repeated, or you'll be able to get it somehow. It is already a repeat, but anyway, infamous assassinations. 
How good is that title? That's great. Infamous Assassinations. You just know that it's a show that has been cobbled together through whatever free news footage they could find and cheap things out of libraries. Infamous Assassinations. They should have called that new footy show Infamous Football. Ah, I would love that. Then you'd watch it. I'd watch that for Mm. sure. Rather than, even if they had Infamous Footballers Prime Time. Infamous Assassinations. That's the first thing I like about this show is the title. Mm -hmm. It doesn't hold back. It's telling you exactly what it is, except it's not, because this episode is about Ronald Reagan, who was not assassinated. <laughs> attempt. So this it should be infamous assassination attempts. <laughs> it should be. You know, the, can I tell you a very brief story about a thing that I love that reminds me of assassinations, which is, you know, the really big guy, I can't remember his name in the wire, with the deepest voice known to humankind. Stretch, I Bunk. think they call him. Not bunk. He's much leaner. He's got um, oh, cornrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, um, yeah. He sings a rap song. A rap song. Is he that the correct? <laughs> he sings a song. And my favourite there line. There was ever. a point. There was a point where you had a child, Nelly, and you just <laughs> stopped learning what things were. I grew up in the wheat belt. Come on. And um, it says one of the lines in it is, "I shot. I shot Ronald Reagan. I shot JFK. I slept with Marilyn. She sung me Happy Birthday." Oh, that's, <laughs> I just love that line. That's Michael Franti. He wasn't in The Wire. Is it? Yeah. I thought it was that big dude from The Wire. No, it's not in The Wire. Oh, no, Michael Franti you blame it for me. No, but, but you know, good. I love it. I think lyricism. it's so funny. Yeah. Anywho, that probably wasn't worth it, to be honest. Uh, no, but Infamous Assassinations was. <laughs> hey, um, when I cast my pod... It's with the box cutters in mind. Box cutters. Pod. Cast. Done. Pork is on the table. I thought for a moment that Michael Franti from Spearhead and Disposable Heroes of Hypocrisy was in an episode of The Wire. But his song, uh, he had a song in an episode of The Wire, uh, in an episode called The Pager. Hmm. Uh, so was it that song? I don't know. I don't know what that song is. I don't know, Spearhead songs. This ain't no cartoon. Nobody slips on bananas. What do I look like? Do I is look that like, it? Do I look like a big Spearhead fan? That wasn't the name of the song. No, yeah. that's part of the song. You really think that car killed Diana? See, I can rap. Uh, but Michael Franti was an actor in Ewoks and the Marauders of Endor. <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, from what year? 1985, he played... Seriously. A marauder. Seriously. <laughs> I'm guessing he played a marauder of Endor. Is this on uh, Wikipedia? This is on IMDb. Ah. That's uh, according to IMDb. Now... What's your pork, young man? Well, AussieCon. Mm-hmm. Science fiction convention. I was only there for a few hours. Yeah. Only there for a few hours. Was that enough, or...? It was... Were you fated? It was so much love. So much. It, it was so great to see that many people passionate about one thing. Oh, you're not being sarcastic. I'm not being sarcastic. You loved it. I I loved, I loved the people that were there. Wonderful. I thought it, I thought it was an amazing collection of people. There were people dressed up, or as I like to call it, dressed up. Darth How masks. thrilled would they be about the doctor? Oh, they would they would love the Doctor. So there were people dressed up as stormtroopers. There was an excellent costume of a Jawa, mm-hmm. which uh, just 
with glowing eyes and everything. I don't know how they did that. Princess layers? Uh, no, I didn't see any princess layers. Uh, Was Rob Jan there? I, I did see. Uh, I didn't see Rob Jan. Uh, I looked for him though. Who yeah. was the most common character floating around? Oh uh, well, it wasn't. It wasn't huge dress ups like at oh, Comic Con. Okay. It was just a few here and there. Uh, but there were a lot of capes. There were a lot of just people just being themselves in a way that I haven't seen since my days at Monash University. Like it was just, it, it was, it was really special. People who loved what they loved for the reasons that they loved it, and uh, and showing their passion for it, which was excellent. And what shows do those hardcore sci-fi fans like? Wh- which ones do they kind of go? Oh, that's like the neighbours of sci-fi, and no, that's like really good sci-fi. They all vary. Do they? They all vary. There's They're not all- like a consensus that I don't know. You know, Doctor Who's the best. I think I think there is a consensus that Doctor Who is the best. Is there okay. a consensus think, on the end of BSG? Uh, I don't know. I didn't do th- ask these questions. You should have given them to me last week. Sorry. I could have just gone... Uh, uh, I didn't know you were going, but sorry. That's right. Uh, we did... J- John Richards and I did a panel on uh, the writers of Doctor Who, and we had two of the writers with us, uh, Rob Shearman and Paul Cornell, uh, who both did heaps and heaps of panels themselves and just lovely, likeable guys, happy to talk about their careers and, and what they did. And they were both fanboys of Doctor Who, who then went on to, to write Doctor Who. Oh, I like mm. that when that happens. It was excellent. and So you interviewed them? We we interviewed them. It is going to be a Box Cutters episode in the near future. So if you weren't one of the several hundred people in the room, and if you go into the... Facebook page, the Box Cutters Facebook page, I've put a, a photo of uh, the room as seen from the desk and a mm. packed room with people standing up at the back and it was just great to see. It was really nice to do a Box Cutters episode live. Uh, the uh, We ended up, we thought we had three microphones for the four of us. We ended up only having two microphones for the four of us, which was a, a little bit okay. annoying. So hopefully the, the sound will work out okay. Uh, we'll be playing that in a, in, in a few weeks. I want to say thanks to everyone who came up and said hello afterwards, Box Cutters fans and, and of old and, and new Box Cutters fans as well. Uh, Box Cutters fans of the sci-fi convention. I know. Who would have thought? <laughs> who would have thought? It was just really lovely to see. And, and people who just said, oh, great job. Uh, people who really enjoyed it and said so on Twitter uh, just loved doing it. And I loved being there and I loved going to the couple of panels that I went to earlier. I don't know if I personally could handle four days of it uh, because I am not a hardcore science fiction lover. Uh, in fact, there's a lot of science fiction that I just think, uh, if that didn't have a princess with lasers in it, you, you wouldn't like that. You person over there, you just like it because it's got princess with lasers in it. Just because of that. You're talking about Star Wars. No, just talking about stu- stuff in general. Like, I think there, I've said it on this show before that uh, the only good episodes of uh, of Star Trek Next Generation were, were the one with Q in them. Uh, there were very few really compelling, dramatic, uh, emotional episodes of Star Trek Next Generation, for example. And a lot of science fiction is like that. And it's kind of too much to ask of a whole genre, isn't it? I mean, I'd go to a four-day convention on Survivor, but I wouldn't go to a four-day convention on reality TV because so much of it would shit me. Yeah. You know, like it's kind of... It's it's lovely to see people with a real 
a genuine enthusiasm for something. And a lot of the uh, a lot of the people who are you know it's it's it's, its own community. So mm. I, I know the web community, and I know who the uh, who the famous people are in the web community. Uh, in the same way that uh, people who are big in science fiction community, people who are big on the message boards, on the blogs, uh, big on Twitter, people who are the opinion makers, mm. uh, but you know ordinarily just have a regular day job. I've taken mm. four days off and they run some panels mm. and uh, it was just really lovely to see. So I, I really want to say thanks to uh, the the people at AussieCon for organising it. Uh, John Richards organised a, a lot of it, did a lot of uh, a, a lot of background work. He also had a couple of other panels on we mentioned last week. He was, uh, so do you actually get to Outland. talk about writing for Doctor Who in, in your... Who has time, Brett? <laughs> we'll Who have has to time? listen. Uh, yeah, we did. We did, you did? You, with both of them. With both of them, but you will oh. listen. You will listen later on. I know it's it's hard to hear with all the fans screaming, screaming for John Richards, just <laughs> like a Beatles concert. It was crazy. It I was reckon crazy. they'd more sort of <clears throat> for John Richards <laughs> rather than <laughs> ah. You go, <clears throat> John. There was a lot of you no grunt for him. A lot of no eye contact grunting. <laughs> <laughs> Is that rude? Because it seemed rude. Yeah, it sounded a bit that rude. That was pretty rude. It sounded a bit rude coming out. Hey. <laughs> oh. hey. uh, I had a I had a lovely I had a lovely time there. Uh, the the whole room groaned when I uh, used the word congen. Did they? Yeah, because they thought it was not real. I love a wasn't. groan for a puntastic moment, just like a. Oh. I know. Uh, and be- because it's the first time we've ever done box cutters in front of a crowd or in front of anything visual at all. Who knew that it was such a visual show? John and I are doing visual gags all the time. I don't know how that's going to come across in the... Uh, when I say all the time, there's one big visual gag. That's you know. why it's like we've got I a video podcast. There's no video podcast. I have maintained that the four of us are definitely the before shot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think yeah, just the four of us on stage together has got to happen. Maybe a Christmas special. When I said that John and I did it, uh, John and I did the voices, but <laughs> we got two better-looking people to... Uh, <gasps> To do the, yeah, I know. What? I know. Just Why? Because we China had we had the budget. We had the budget for models. <laughs> we had the budget for models. We thought we'd do it. What's wrong with that? Stephanie Rice. She's <laughs> oh. Oh. oh, Stephanie Rice. Stephanie. Well, it's about time. She's after that tweet. She'll probably get her own. Football show on Channel Seven. Yeah, that's true. Oh, don't even. Uh, don't even. I'll no, tell you off there. I, I, I heard it was uh, homophobic. Yeah, it, it was. Uh, take that, maggots. Yeah, maggots. But instead of saying maggots, talking about who? She said, uh, "Oh, South Africa or someone." Just you know. Oh, okay. You know, so just as a generic, as kind of as a generic term of such abuse. and such lost a sporting match. She went, "Oh, take that." insert thing that rhymes with maggots here mm. but is really offensive when said in that way but not when said in that uh, Louis C.K. I knew uh, you were going to say th- that. Thing, Second thing episode opening. So, you know, you know that bit in Louis C.K. I where do. they're talking about the word faggot, yeah. right? It's not offensive there. When Stephanie Rice says, take that maggots, you can't say the word there. Can I say, speaking of Louis C.K., um, from the comments board, message board, whatever you want to call it, I do particularly okay. love Lyndall uh, Boxcutter saying, you guys watched a different show to me. You're just like, you watched a different show. it's genius. I just love it's that. Kind of genius. Like, well, we're in the same room. I think I think also uh, another comment in there was critical of him not having a proper surname, but 
he does have an Louis Eastern C. European K. surname that that is pronounced pretty much CK. I uh, I still love that show. I've I've kept up with it, and uh, and it's still excellent. Hey, had to be out. careful out there. What? Happy birthday! Oh, thanks, Brad. Thanks. Here's to you, buddy. Punch it in. Five oh. years. Five-year-old wonder twin pals. We've totally survived Activates. five years of box cutters. Form of eagle. <laughs> and that will be the last thing you say on box cutters. It's going to be some <laughs> sort, sort of water, Josh. If you smoke one thing. It'll be Brett talking about becoming Come an on, eagle. You've seen wonder twins. <laughs> you know what? It's, it's, really? Form, mm. Cartoon series? Form of a bucket of water. Like, that's all that guy did. The guy was, was always some oh, form of water. I'll be a bucket of water or I'll be a, a puddle of water or I'll be an ice cube. That's it. Form of a tiny, tiny glacier. Watch me chase this villain in my glacial form. <laughs> two you got, I need easy, subtitles yeah. for Wonder this episode. Twins. Wonder Twins. Oh, you wouldn't have seen Wonder Twins because it was on League television. League of Justice. So <laughs> a part of that. Because <laughs> it was on television. Yeah, but when, when you were a kid. Oh, and because when I only had the Abaca. When you only had the Abaca and mm. it was on non-Abaca TV. Mm. I was watching Dougal. Justice League mm. uh, or League of Superheroes or Super Friends. Super Friends, I think Super it was Friends. on. I was watching yeah. Cat Weasel. With uh, Aquaman. Yeah. Or Aquaman. And, uh, and Wonder Woman and... Wonder Woman and you know, invis- because, Invisible Jet. Because of that show, I was thinking about this recently because uh, I was reading a, a comic book and, and uh, Diana and, uh, and Cal, so Wonder Woman and... Uh, and Superman kissed, and I thought, oh, were they ever a little bit sexy? Because in my mind, Wonder Woman and Aquaman were always boyfriend and girlfriend because he always dropped him off in a jet. Yeah, she had the jet. He he was always passenger in the jet, and uh, and and so I, I was quote thought, unquote. Yeah, I thought that's a euphemism. What? My my six year old brain went, that's a euphemism. I was very advanced. Do you know? I thought of the other day when I was thinking of how you, you know, rib me in an affectionate way about having a kind of cultural backwater yeah. background. Uh, is that when we Sh- were little? Yeah, affectionate. Yeah, yeah me and my brother. Yeah, totally we, affectionate. We had shut up. <laughs> we only had Abaca. Uh, ironically, I only let my daughter watch it, so full circle. But that's, that's the government's ABC channel. We watched ABC, and so we didn't have ads. Which we, ABC one, ABC two? Which one did you have? Don't be silly. So it's when we went two. to Perth, we'd go to Perth to see my granddad, and my brother and I would sit in front of his TV just to watch the ads. Which is how cute is that? That is exactly why you belong on Box Cutters, Nelly. Oh. So glad to have you here. <laughs> that brings us to the end of Box Cutters episode 245 years. Until next week, my name is Josh Canal. I'm Nelly Thomas. I continue to be Brett Cropley. Thanks. For Happy birthday! To Box Cutters for five years. Catch us again next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. And hey, let's be careful out there. Box Cutters thanks 3RRR, whose studios we use to record this show pretty much each and every week. Don't forget to pay up your subscription by September 22nd to be in the running for some great prizes. If you enjoyed this episode of Box Cutters, then go to the iTunes Music Store or Facebook or Twitter or something and write a review. Spread the word and help other people find this show so that they can enjoy it too. Don't be so selfish, really. If you're looking for us on Twitter, we're at BoxCuttersCast and our Facebook page is facebook.com forward slash boxcutters. Email us at hooray at boxcutters.net or through the Contact Us link on the blog, which you'll find at boxcutters.net. You can also send us an SMS on 0458 237. That's 0458 CUTTER. Cutter.
I'm just tweeting. What are you tweeting? Woot! We just recorded our fifth birthday episode of Box Cutters and announced the top ten greatest TV characters, and that's all I got up to. Because then oh, it was time to talk about... We used to be friends. No, it's a long time ago. I'm just doing a little montage from the top For ten. Veronica, a long time ago, Veronica Mars. Hey, Houlihan. <laughs> We've got a distillery making our own vodka in the, in the studio. And do you know the words to Suicide is Painless? What Suicide is Painless? Is the that it's the, the it, theme song for Match. It takes on many like, changes and I can take or leave it if I may, I think it is. I thought I might finish it with Of All Time. (laughs) Hi, this is Pete Smith. You've been listening to or have just missed Box Cutters.